Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. building we are currently in the booth today we have five on it we have the mountaineer roundup don't forget to catch the raspy voice kids on daybreak via wtap friday morning at 6 45 a.m approximately get at your boys when we do our thing with zach miles and gang it's going down you don't want to miss it but in the meantime in between time we have pop culture hit you with that pop pop Today we're talking about an age-old, literally thousands of years old problem. Something that everybody experiences from one generation to the next. Jeremy, tell the people what we're talking about. I have no clue what you're talking about. I didn't know what you decided what we were doing for pop culture. What are we doing for pop culture? B? We, <laughs> we are talking about how every generation complains about, quote-unquote, kids these days. Okay. 10-4, 10 Socrates, literally Socrates, the philosopher, the man that so many people look to for wisdom, he complained about kids in his day, saying they weren't as ambitious or intelligent or any other thing that he would esteem as valuable as his generation was. But he's not the only one because we hear it over and over. We hear it about music. We hear it about athletes. We hear it about television and movies. Jeremy, how do you feel about kids these days? Well, this was interesting because I looked at an article uh, on Discover Magazine that talked about that. A new study done about how people always say, well, kids these days or this generation. And it's funny to me. One of the biggest things that I read from the article that I agree with 100 percent is that we're talking about um, the biggest problem is sometimes we forget who we were when we were 18. Now we're grown. 
Now we have kids. Now we have lives and, and there's other things going on. And we forget what it was like to be 18. Who were you? What were you doing? If you're one of them old dudes, get off my lawn. You tell me how you acted when you were 18. Because a lot of us forget. And that's the biggest problem. That's the reason why it's, it's cyclical. Every single generation says it of the younger generation. That these kids, man, these kids nowadays. This is funny, Brandon. It's just funny. It's real funny. The thing is, I remember being 18, 19, 20 years old, something like that. And I remember being with our dude, all-star, CT Money. And I said to him, you're going to be that dude who dresses the same for the rest of your life, who looks at kids and says, <laughs> is he date? Yep. <laughs> He's going to say it not only about clothes, but about music. I could tell he was one of those dudes. And he wasn't actually one of those dudes. He's actually grown and matured. And has not been back in my day, you know, mentality as much as you might think that he would have been. But you know who he is? Tell me who you got. Foggin. Uh, what? Foggin, Foggin literally said to me, I'm sorry, but kids, the way they dressed, clothes, I mean, our clothes were just so much cooler. And I was like, dude, you're doing the same thing that people did to us. It's literally the same thing. I mean, there's a lot of people like that, but I'm going to stay up for my dude Foggin. Foggin's not like that. Foggin is, Foggin is just a great person. Um, good dude, and I think you got him. I think you got him wrong. You coming at him wrong, Chief? I got you, son. But it's funny though. <laughs> like, here's the funniest thing: every single generation. You know what's always a tried and true standby by, by generation after generation. You hear the new age music, and you're like fronting on it. Oh, what is this crap? And by the way, that's how you know you're getting old. If you say, "What's on the radio nowadays?" That's how you know you're getting older. Look, I'm in it too. Look, I'm not hating on y'all. I'm in it too. But the funny thing is, when you get in your car and you say, hey, uh, hey, hey, young buck, you want to hear some real music. And then you play something that's from 20 years ago. <laughs> What's funny is, Brady, you're the one who told me um, you were talking about some music and a young kid said, oh, man. Actually, I think it was uh, Dr. Dre. Uh, yeah, his- I was in Gibraltar. I was across the ocean abroad in Gibraltar. And this dude was playing Chronic 2001. Dr. Dre, I loved it so much. I was like, yo, shout out to the DJ. He's like, yeah, man, I just got to play that old school school music. And it devastated me. You're like, it hurt my feelings. Like, it legitimately hurt my feelings that he said old school music. But the truth is, you look back, that's literally 20 years ago. 20 years ago. But it's not just music, Brandon. It's not just music. I, I used to hate when I would show up at parks or or wherever I went to to play any kind of basketball or football or whatever, and you were dominating the guy ne- uh, across from you. Maybe he was a little older, and he was like, "Yeah, well, back in my day, I woulda. Well, back in my day, well, do, son, this is not your day. This is my day." And I, ever since that moment, I promised myself I would never say "back in my day." And a few years ago. Me and actually Fogger were playing at a rec center and getting dominated by these kids. Uh, real truth, Brandon. They weren't even that good. And I had to bite my tongue off to say, back in my day, I would have beat you fools a hundred to nothing. But you know what? It doesn't matter. And I don't want to be that dude. I don't want to be that guy who's just living in the past, who's just all he has to say is, you know, back in my day. Look, man, look, it's done. It's over with. So I took the L. I kept my mouth shut. And, you know, it is what it is. I think people should check out the article, though. It's interesting. It said that the higher you value yourself or the higher you estimate your abilities, the lower you are, the lower the people around you. 
So if you think you are a good reader or respectful or whatever it is, then you're going to view these kids today, quote unquote, as lower than what they may actually be. So it's, it's an interesting uh, read. So check that out in Discover Magazine. I saw it on Inc.com, and they're, uh, they're the ones who talked about that study. Jeremy put me on, but it's really cool. It's really interesting, actually. So check it out. Check us out. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Are you that guy that get off my lawn? The this younger generation has no. Let us know. Be honest. Be real. Just like the RVK. Rat me, boys. I am very excited to announce a new sponsor to the RVK that you guys will love. Symbol. It's the stock market for sports that allows you to trade sports teams like stocks and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Symbol has blended sports and the stock market to offer you a new way to invest in and profit off your favorite team or whoever it is you want to invest in. Use your sports knowledge to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Symbol is offering a very special giveaway to the 1012 Network and the Raspy Voice Kids. It's going to hold a drawing to give away two tickets to a Big 12 game of your choice. All you have to do is sign up for Symbol, make a $25 deposit using promo code RASPY12, that's R-A-S-P-Y-1-2, and you will be entered into a chance to win two tickets to your favorite team's game this season. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account, and when you deposit, make sure you use the promo code R-A-S-P-Y-1-2, RASPY12, for a chance to win two tickets to a Big 12 game of your choice. Visit Symbol.com and use the promo code RASPY12 and start investing in your favorite teams now. Are you a Big 12 basketball-obsessed fan and have nowhere to go for just all of your Big 12 basketball information? Look no further because Midwest Madness is here just for you. We talk men's and women's basketball all year long. With exclusive interviews, guests that come on to talk about each team, game recaps once the season begins, and so much more content you won't know what to deal with. So for all of your Big 12 basketball needs, Midwest Madness is your place to go. Listen on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. I got five on it. That's right. Once again, we're here. I'm Jeremy Nicholas Phoenix in the building in the booth. And I'm here with my brother. Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate it. So what we're going to do, if you haven't been here, is Jordan Ty Curry, our producer, shout out Jay Money. He's going to give us five questions and we're going to answer them for you. Then I want you to think about how you would answer these exact same five questions and get at us. So we're going to spin it like that. Get out of Jay. Hey, yo, is this a Steven Spielberg children's movie from 1993? Because we're back. Only a handful of you are going to get that, but I'm pretty proud of it. Welcome back, everyone, to another segment of I Got Five on it with the Raspy Boys kids. Let's kick things off with the first blank. The win in Fort Worth against TCU... Has you feeling blank? On schedule. At 2-4, and four, in order to make a bowl game, we had to beat the lower-tier teams. And TCU, by so many different evaluations, is a lower-tier team. We had to win, and we did. We are now on schedule. That is how I feel. 
That win has me feeling alive. I feel alive, Brandon. Two of four. It was going down, down, baby. And then all of a sudden, we win. And we win in a big uh, fashion. We win by 12 points. We, I'm not saying we cruised. But we took control of the game. It wasn't necessarily stress Virginia. I know there's things we're going to look at and talk about. Trust me, baby. We're going to get to it in the roundup. But a win is a win is a win. A comfortable win is a win. And this has rejuvenated me and hopefully the program. And baby, I feel alive. Number two. Garrett Green not playing in the second half was blank. Dumbfounded. Dumbfounded as how a guy who ripped off two runs for 69 yards, basically one run that was 67 yards, doesn't find the field when we're trying to burn clock. A guy that clearly TCU did not have an answer for, or at least we couldn't see if they had an answer for, because of his ability to move the ball with his legs, doesn't get any PT in the second half. When we're trying to run the clock, and when we only scored nine points off of three turnovers in that second half, I'm dumbfounded. I like it. For me, after we won, I told you I was going to be celebrating it till Friday. That's not quite Friday. But now that we're at Friday and we're ready for the next game, and a lot of things hinge on whether we win or lose this game, I can tell you it irritates me. Because of the second half, because of the non-scoring of the second half, we didn't go off on offense. Why not put this dude in the game? I mean, he had a 67-yard run the last time you saw him. I understand Deggy had it going in some ways, but why? Why? I just don't understand why we just quit using him. I'm not telling you he has to lead drives. I'm telling you situational football. Situational football. I don't understand why we're scared of it, but we are. And it had me irritated. Number three. I feel blank about the upcoming WVU basketball season. I feel disinterested. I don't really know these guys. I don't really know this team aside from three or four players. I'm not really invested because we're not ranked and there's not a lot of optimism. Huggy Bear says we're going to shoot a lot of threes. That has been good for us sometimes and bad for us others. I really don't know what to think. But so far, because we're in the midst of football season and I can't be immersed, I'm disinterested. I like that you explained that at the very end, disinterested, because I was going to say disinterested, but you explained it at the end. We're in the middle of football season. I don't quite feel disinterested. I'm very interested. I'm very, uh, I'm anticipate. I'm just, I'm, I'm not anticipation. Uh, I want to see what we are. So I feel very wait and see. I'm not going to believe the preseason hype. Um, there's a lot of things that go into college basketball. And the biggest thing I feel like is the point guard play. So if Malik Kerr is going to step up, play point guard. Um, if there's other people like, uh, man, how, I'm forgetting the, the, the point guards. Mm. Either way, whoever's playing point guard, let's see if they step up for uh, the WVU squad. I understand it's a growing thing. You have the gel. There's a lot of things that go into it. But for me, I'm just a wait and see because I've seen what football season produced when I got overhyped. I saw how basketball ended when I was overhyped. So now... I'm still golden blue, but I'm very wait and see. I'm excited, but I'm wait and see to see what we actually are. Uh, maybe not excited, but um, yeah, I'm going back and forth with this, but it don't matter. I'm wait and see. That's what I am. Number four, the key to the Iowa State game 
is blank. I believe the key is keeping Jared Daggy clean. His pro football focus numbers are drastically different when he has a clean pocket compared to when he doesn't. And that relies on a lot of things. Being able to run the ball is part of that. Being able to block for him is part of that. Doug Nestor having two healthy hands is really helping. Wyatt Milam is growing up before our eyes. I believe it depends on having a clean pocket for Jared Deggy. Our receivers will do their job. They have all year. So that's what I think it hinges on more than anything else. I I think the key is the running game. You mentioned Doug Nestor. Dude graded out high pro football focus when it comes to protecting the quarterback and pass blocking. Dude graded out low when it came to running the ball. We'll get to the stats in the, into the roundup as why I feel the running game is the most important. But quite, quite frankly, on I got five on it, it's all about if we can run the ball, we win the game. Number five, we will blank against Iowa State. We will lose to Iowa State. It pains me to say it. I just don't see how we beat them. It's Brocktober. Brock Purdy is 19-2 and in his 21 starts in the month of October. Matt Campbell has outcoached us every which way since the Dana years. Really? I don't see how we win. I hope I'm wrong. Seven-point dogs, FPI from ESPN only gives us a 29.6 chance of winning, and I don't give us much more. I hope that I'm wrong. I would love to eat crow. I would love to have egg on my face. I can't wait to eat crow and have egg on my face, but I just don't see how we win. I say we lose. Yeah, I'm with you. We'll lose against Iowa State. I will say, because of our defense, because of what I've seen from the secondary last week against TCU, their aggressiveness, the Charles Woodses, the Daryl Porter Juniors, the secondary looking great. I think our defense will keep it, us in it. Early on, we were wondering, wondering what happened to our stellar defense. I believe it's here and it's now. Our defense will keep us in it. And believe you me, I like this, 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 I've changed my opinion within the last, I was going to say the last couple of days, but I'll say the last few hours. I think we'll keep it close. I think it'll be a defensive struggle but I think we lose by three to four points. Well, that's it. Five questions, five answers. Tell us how we did. Get at us. Rock me, boys! Your home for everything Kansas Jayhawks is the Rock Chalk Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Metz, and every week we run through the most important stories for all your favorite Kansas programs, whether it's football, soccer, or tennis, volleyball or basketball, baseball and softball, or any other Jayhawk competition, we have it. We have game previews and recaps, interviews with coaches and others close to the team, and analysis from those who pay close attention to all of these programs. You can find us by searching for Rock Chalk Podcast on your favorite platform, so start listening today. I am very excited to announce a new sponsor to the RBK that you guys will love, Symbol. It's the stock market for sports that allows you to trade sports teams like stocks and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Symbol has blended sports and the stock market to offer you a new way to invest in and profit off your favorite teams or whoever it is you want to invest in. Use your sports knowledge to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Symbol is offering a very special giveaway to the 1012 Network and the Raspy Voice Kids. It's going to hold a drawing to give away two tickets to a Big 12 game of your choice. All you have to do is sign up for Symbol 
Make a $25 deposit using promo code RASPY12. That's R-A-S-P-Y-1-2. And you will be entered into a chance to win two tickets to your favorite team's game this season. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure you use the promo code R-A-S-P-Y-1-2, RASPY12, for a chance to win two tickets to a Big 12 game of your choice. Visit symbol.com and use the promo code RASPY12 and start investing in your favorite teams now. Do I find it so hard? Cut your radio up. When I know in my heart I'm letting you down every day. I'm letting you down every day. Why do I keep on running away? It is now time for the Mountaineer Roundup and more. With the Raspy Voice Kids, I'm Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt. I'm joined by... Jay and Fiend. Jay and Fiend, just in case you didn't understand me. We definitely didn't, but it's all right. You made it work. Jeremy, I want to tell you what I thought of the TCU game with West Virginia. First and foremost, a win is a win is a win. An FBS win. A conference win. The fourth win in a row over a Gary Patterson-led TCU team. I'm very happy that we got that win. We needed it to have a chance at bowl season. And we got it. West Virginia came out and did what they had to do. Neil Brown made adjustments that I was proud of. But let's not get it twisted. TCU stinks. Look at the total yards allowed by TCU's defense against each FBS opponent this season. We'll start out with Texas, where they gave up 414 yards. Cal, 442. Oklahoma, 525. Texas Tech put up 558 yards while SMU put up nearly 600 at 595 yards. Where did West Virginia fall? We gained 487 yards. That's excellent for West Virginia. But it's not impressive when you think about how bad TCU's defense has been. TCU has given up five straight games of 200-plus yards rushing. We did it this week against them, but again, no surprise, because that's what they've been giving up. What I will say is they did what they ought to have done. They went out and they handled business. They took care of their assignment. But it doesn't mean that I'm looking at them like a new team. It doesn't mean I'm looking at them as changed men. What were you going to say? Were we favorites? We were not favorites. We were four and a half point dogs. So when you say did what they ought to have done, I understand you're talking about porous defense, but... We did more than what we were supposed to because we, were, we weren't favorites. No, what happened is our defense did more than what they were supposed to do because they ball hawked and they buckled down. That TCU offense has been really good, and we made them look pedestrian. And it's something to be proud of. You made the point today on Daybreak, which you guys can check out Friday on WTAP, and it will also be on Facebook, that there's a difference between turnovers and takeaways. Explain that to them, Jeremy. Oh, you threw it up to me. Through the alley, I'm a, I guess I'm going to freak the oop. Here's the thing. 
Difference between turnovers and takeaways. Turnovers and takeaways, both of them, they kept the same in the statistical category. But to be honest, turnovers happen sometimes. Sometimes you fumble the ball on the snap. Sometimes there's a, you know, your handoff is not quite right or the ball tips off a wide open receiver and you get a a turnover. A takeaway to me is completely different. A takeaway is when your defense forces the turnover. And what we saw Saturday, which pumps me up and gets me hyped, is we had takeaways. When Daryl Porter Jr. jumped that route and picked that ball off and ran up the sidelines, that's a takeaway. When Charles Woods came up and mossed, reverse mossed, that receiver and took the ball out of his hands, that's a takeaway. When Sean Mahomes rips it, From the receiver, that's a takeaway, and that's what we needed. That's what we need. And and the thing is, sometimes things are isolated. Like, hey, hey, this is happened. This is happened to happen. No, it looked like more aggression aggression from our defense, and I love it. If we can keep that up, like I said, I'm not sitting here telling you we're to beat Iowa State, but if our defense is playing that way, hungry, determined, and ball hawking. It's a big thing, and we we will be in the game. Will we win? I'm not sure, but we'll be in it because of our defense. Our defensive line already showed up. Already showed they know how to play ball. Now our secondary is starting to ball hawk. You're in trouble. I not in trouble. You're in for a battle, <laughs> Iowa State on Saturday. I was gonna say because I don't know how we match up against Charlie Kohler with our linebackers and our safeties. Even I'm not sure how that matchup works. Because he's back and he's six foot seven and he's a lot, a lot of tight end. The thing is, I was going to sit here and tell you about our pro football focus talking about Nestor and, My- and Wyatt Milam being the high 80s in pass blocking, but you already talked about TCU's defense being porous. Now, hopefully, now, hopefully, this is their technique getting better and them getting more um, comfortable with the system and the, the, the play calls. And not just about TCU being so terrible on defense. But well, shout out be- Doug Nestor having two hands now. Remember, he had that cast on his hand to begin with. And yeah. why Milam being a true freshman, every game he should get better, at least get more experience and understand what he's doing. And that's what it looks like is happening. Yeah. We'll see. Said I said, is this a turning point in the climb? And the truth is, I don't believe it is. I believe we, we beat TCU because we always beat TCU. We took advantage of a defense that's porous. Um, but, and it's funny, the next game is always the biggest game. And that's where we are with the Cyclones. This is the biggest game. See, I don't if agree. Win, I don't agree. Brandon, we're not, we're not supposed if, to win. If we, if lose, we this win this game, you, you look, if we win this game, I feel like this is a turning point because Iowa State's a good football program. Yeah, but you winning the game, I feel like they're a good football program, but I feel like they're beatable. They're not unbeatable. And not only that, it doesn't it, winning the game doesn't make us bowl eligible. So I don't feel like it's a turning point; like it changes everything. But if you beat a good team go like out this, lay eggs against against Oklahoma State and Texas, but that's what Kansas I'm saying. Look, that's what I'm saying about a turning point. Iowa State's better than Kansas State. Iowa State, I feel like maybe better than Texas. So if we beat a good, good Iowa State team, it could be a turning point. The biggest stat that I said, the, look, look, when it comes down to West Virginia football. When it's a daggy led offense in a Neil Brown coach team in 17 game in 17 games, we have won every single time when we have rushed over a hundred yards. Period. Point blank. No exceptions. 
The only time we've won uh, when we've rushed under 100 yards is against Navy. Army. Excuse me. Ar- Army or Navy? We it played was Navy. Army. Okay, we played Army. Army. My bad. My bad. Um, Army. So, so here's the thing. If we rush for 100 yards, it's not opinion. It is fact. We run for 100 yards. We win the game. 17 games. You don't believe me? Go look it up yourself. Every time the team runs for 100 yards, we win. The question yeah, remember, is, can... Go ahead. What did what, you guys say? Uh, Nick Saban had never lost to an assistant coach. Exception to every rule. So if we run for 100 yards, it's, pre- it's pretty likely that we win because that's what's been happening. Now, here's the thing. You look at Iowa State's run defense. Iowa State started the year out three games in a row, including Iowa, where they held teams under 60. Uh, I think I think Iowa had 67. 67 yarding or less in the first three games. Since then, they started Big 12 play and every single team that they have played in the last four weeks have went over 100 yards, including Kansas, who had 168 yards against Iowa State. So the question you have to ask yourself, because I can't answer it. I'm not going to give you a prediction. The question you have to ask yourself is, can West Virginia run for over 100 yards on Iowa State that has given up 100 yards in the past four weeks? And that's the thing to look at for this weekend. If we go over 100 yards, we win. Last two years with Deggy, every single time we've won over 100 yards, we've won. Can we do it? That's the question. So an excellent analysis and very accurate description of what could happen this Saturday, and probably what will happen this Saturday. What else do you have for us on the roundup? Can we, this is my fault. Actually, this is your fault. To be clear, this is our fault. <laughs> Brandon, how, how is it that all year we have not shown love? And I apologize to the family, the friends, and to everybody who supports this young man. How have we not shown love to Casey Legg? I feel like I have. I feel like I've talked about Casey Lake on the show, if not on the show, on Twitter. The kid doesn't miss. When's the last time we've had an automatic kicker like this? Which, he did get the announcer jinx and got blocked, but to me, getting blocked is not the same as missing. Well, well, I will say, the trajectory, depending on the trajectory, and as it I makes look a at difference. it, it makes a difference, had, but it's not the same. The dude who blocked it had like a 60-inch vertical, so I don't know. He looked like Jerry Porter out there. He really did. Oh, my goodness. That's perfect. Jerry Porter. What, hey, what a reference. Because that looked like that dude. But I just want to show love to Casey Leggett. And another person I want to show love to is Dante. Dante was getting after him last game. Monster. Um, yeah, no. And, and you look at his season stats. The dude is playing ball. One of the top leaders in sacks in the whole Big 12 you know, we just want to tip our cap to the people who deserve to have the tap, the, the cap tipped. Um, I said during the game, Matt Moore, the offensive line coach, because the offensive line played well. Um, Jared Parker, we know he had uh, the play calling duties handed over a little bit to him. And for the first half, they looked good. They looked bo- good more than just the first two drives. Um, there's all kinds of people um, last game against TCU. But my question is, does it keep it up? Do we keep it up? Is it just the team we are playing or are we getting better? And like you said, we had three turnovers in the second half. How many points do we have off that, Brandon? Nine points for the entire second half. That's a big thing. 
That's a big thing. You say nine points. We got we got the ball like the thirty yard line off a of, off of a pickoff, and we didn't do a whole lot. I mean, maybe I don't know. Did, did we score a touchdown on that one? No. Yeah, all those turnovers, all the all the takeaways we had were in the second half, and we scored three field goals in the second half. That's something to look at because we can't play a complete game on offense. Excuse me, we haven't played a complete game on offense yet. The first half was great. Four four possessions, two touchdowns, two field goals. Love it. We'll take it. Second half, we got to put our foot on their throat and close the game. But we got to win. Now we have Iowa State. We're underdogs like we were last week. But the difference is we're home. Who's going to run this town tonight? They're coming to Morgantown. So hopefully things start clicking. Hopefully we we maintain off of that uh, when we had with TCU. The biggest thing, like I said, was has Neil Brown lost the team? And other than the opening kickoff, they showed resiliently that he has not. So let's, like I said, we're in a wait and see. Let's see what we have. Let's see if this is more than just TCU because this could be big for us. But I'm excited for it again. And like I said, we only have five of these left in the year. I appreciate each and every one of them. Here's another one. Let's see what we got. Yes, 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 y'all. I'm going to show you what I got. J.N. Fiend of the Raspy Voice Kids. Real quick, we want to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Why? Because everybody's down on them. And I get it. Their defense is hot garbage. Really, really hot garbage. But before you go jumping off that bandwagon, before you go jumping off a bridge because the Chiefs aren't good, because the Chiefs are under 500, remember this fact. Who do you have before the year started? Who did you have beating the Chiefs in the AFC? Go ahead. Yell them out. I'm waiting for it. The Browns. Okay. Buffalo. Okay. Tennessee. Okay. The Ravens. Okay. Do you know through the first seven weeks of the NFL season? I'm going to throw the Chargers. Okay. Okay. Do you know through the uh, first seven weeks of the NFL season? The Chiefs have played all those teams. The Chiefs have played every single team that you would say can beat them already in the NFL season. Now, don't get it twisted. Their defense hot garbage. Their offense people are starting to figure out a little bit. But don't get it twisted. Easier, way easier days are coming. You've got it twisted if you think Andy Reid's not going to figure something out. you got it twisted if Eric Bieniemy's not going to figure something out. So now with an easier schedule for the rest of the year after they played every team that you thought was better than them or could give them a, a, a run for their money, but brother, believe you me, the Chiefs are going to bounce back or they're going to bounce back in a big way. Are they going to win the AFC? I don't know. But if you're a betting man, do not bet on them not being in the playoffs because easier days are coming. I'm showing you what I got when I say I believe in the Chiefs. I believe they can work on this defense. And I believe that part of their under 500 record is because they've played every great team in the, a, uh, in the NFL. Excuse me. In the AFC. 
So, look, don't get too high, don't get too low, but the Chiefs are coming. Chiefs Kingdom, that's what I got. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.